What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. All this has happened before. Hey kids, Townsend Coleman here, the voice of Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tom Kane, this is the voice of Yoda on Star Wars. Hey yo, it's Wokebat, and a big yee-haw to you all. I used to be Luke too. Hi, my name is Oli Shoshan. I play Jedi Master Shakti. Hi, Butch Patrick here, Eddie Munster. Hi, this is Jim. Hi, this is Bill Farmer. You're listening to the Neverland Podcast. Welcome to Neverland, to Disney and beyond. And it will all happen again. And now your head lost boy, the Spider Pan. Walk on the eyes of East Pan. Jeremy. Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders, and sprinkle some pixie dust around because it is time to think that happiest thought and fly away to Neverland with me, your favorite lost boy, head lost boy. Jeremy the Spider Pan, as of course you heard in the introduction from me. Now, normally, you know, I've been getting to where we're sort of every other week putting out a show, but there was just so much stuff going on, and I was trying to take a rest over the weekend, but I was like, you know, there's just too much to be able to get out there and talk about that I just had to put something together. So it's going to be just me doing this in the morning before I go to work here this afternoon. Uh, The reason why I'm so exhausted, as many of you might have remembered or I've mentioned that I'm working for a company called LifeTouch, which is a part of Shutterfly. I'm taking school portraits, which means I'm traveling around to a lot of different schools. And I spent a lot of last week on the road traveling around to different schools in different areas, like hours away from home. And uh, it was was at least a good three days before I got to come back home. And being that it was a working trip, it's not really all that fun. I mean, I enjoy my job. It is a fun job. But, you know, it's... It's not the same as taking a vacation and going and doing something like, say, going, I don't know, to a Disney park. So I was pretty tired when I got back home, and I just really didn't feel like doing a whole lot over the weekend. But there were so many different things, and although I'm setting this as our normal release time as being Sunday when you look on the website, this is actually early Monday morning, which gives me an opportunity to talk about a few things that were just dropped out there for us to look at, and uh, also mention a few things that happened at the Emmys last night. So, uh, let's do a quick news update. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. So the main thing, of course, what I want to talk to about the Emmys is mainly just The Mandalorian, which was nominated for 19 awards last night, which included an outstanding performance by a guest actor, and that's Giancarlo Esposito's role as Moff Gideon, outstanding drama, and a lot of other nominations, a lot of different stuff going on. But it won five creative Emmys uh, during the course of the night, including visual effects, 
uh, outstanding cinematography for a single camera series, outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series, outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series, and outstanding production design for a narrative program. So congratulations to The Mandalorian, and oh yes, we are definitely looking forward to Season 2. Which, by the way, they actually dropped a new trailer for it. So we, we've, you know, we had one, I think, before that teased us a little bit. But now we have one that gave a little bit more information. So that's the only bit of news that I really wanted to get into. The rest of this is all trailers being from Disney Plus or from upcoming games that we're going to talk about. So we're going to go ahead and transition straight into the trailer park. Mama, another gator got in the house. Another gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh. Get him, Mama. Oh. Get that gator. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. Only the one whose safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. You know this is no place for a child. So coming to Disney Plus very soon is the next season of The Mandalorian, and we got a little bit of a, a bit of an overall season plot synopsis. I'm sure we'll have a lot of different adventures on every episode, but it seems that uh, our buddy the Mando is going to be looking for where the child, or as we like to call him, Baby Yoda, where he belongs and where he can be, you know, perhaps with a similar type to him. Now, I don't know if that will eventually lead him to find the entire race, because there, there's got to be more than just this child and, and Yoda, right? You know, we didn't see a whole lot of them. Uh, but we know that there's more of them, so eventually maybe he'll get there. I don't know. We didn't see anything that, but he seems to be led to go and find some Jedi. Which, of course, he's being told that they're like sorcerers that, yeah, back during the Clone Wars, there were some issues between Jedi and Mandalore. There was some problems. So if you go watch the Clone Wars series, you can find all about that. Uh, so he's not sure what's going on. Now, my first thought would be, because I'm an old school Star Wars fan and, uh, you know, growing up with the original trilogy mainly at my age... Uh, I would say that the only Jedi supposed to be around would be Luke Skywalker at this time in uh, Star Wars history. But as we've seen has happened with the Rebels series and some other bits, you know, that there are probably some other people. I don't know if they're full Jedi, but there's got to be other people. Of course, there's definitely other people who are somehow connected to the Force, whether or not they've learned to uh, control it and feel it properly. Who knows? But we seem to be getting an indication, and uh, I hear that uh, we have a WWE wrestler who is, seems to be popping up somewhere in this series, and uh, looks to be uh, popping up in there, and maybe a Jedi. Uh, don't know all the details yet, and I haven't really dove in because I don't want to spoil too much for myself. I'm keeping it on the down low for myself, because this is coming soon. But he's on a search for the Jedi, and we do get to see in this little teaser... His ship, which I don't know if they've given a name to what his ship is. I bet there's a name. I just don't know know it. But he's flying along with a couple of X-Wings. So he's going to run into the early beginnings of a, a newer Republic that is slowly going to be building itself 
after the defeat of the Empire at this time. So a lot of exciting things happening. We even have my, my favorite bit in this trailer is when because uh, there's a whole buildup of like you're taking a child and you and you do a lot of dangerous places and all this stuff. And then we see a fight about to break out as some sort of a like fight club where a couple of Gamorians are about to fight inside of a, a ring. And we see the uh, the child reach up into his little, uh, I don't know what you'd call his little floating cradle, but he reaches up, presses a button, and a little shield comes over top for his little protection, which I love that. <laughs> that was adorable. Uh, but that's not the only thing coming to Disney+. Plus. While looking around, I uh, did find out that something new has dropped for the upcoming WandaVision. Wanda and Vision, aren't we a five pair? This is our home now. I want us to fit in. Oh, this is gonna be a gas! Where did you two move from? How long have you been married, and why don't you have children yet? Our story. I think what my wife means to say is that we moved from... Moved from where? Married when? Damn it, why? Oh, Arthur, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Why would you think that? Because you are. We are an unusual couple, you know. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. Now, I don't know a whole lot about WandaVision because I, you know, I. Part of me, I dive in to learn things about these shows so I can share that information, but the other part of me doesn't really want to ruin it for myself or anyone else, so I like to keep to the stuff that has been directly released. Now, what I'm gleaning from this, and I think from all other things that I've heard, is we've opened up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe the concept of a multiverse, right? And so it seems Wanda may be, or the Scarlet Witch, may be opening up some sort of a multiverse trying to get some version of Vision back into her life. And so we have a lot of weird variety of things going on. And uh, this is kind of almost a little bit of fun, a little bit of humor. Kind of a, it looks like there's some sitcom joke stuff going on, uh, even a black and white bit. But maybe some other more serious and more adventurous things are going to happen to kind of bring herself and a version of Vision together in whatever fashion. So this looks to be a lot of fun. I, it's still very uh, very curious, you know, and knowing what's happening and without without trying to deep dive into what people may have rumored or suspected. I'm just putting out there what I'm seeing and what I'm seeing is it looks like we're doing some multiverse kind of hopping around uh, with Vision. And uh, I don't know how this will end up, but I really think this is going to be a lot of fun. Something else that I saw that's coming actually by the end of the week onto Disney Plus. This is the coolest place in the world. Go behind the scenes with an all-access pass to Disney's Animal Kingdom. We want people to be able to get as up close and personal as they can. The fun is just beginning. Opening door nine. There he is. Hello. All the work that we're doing is making a difference. Just really a big team effort. I'm hoping that she might be pregnant. Yes! People have no idea how much goes on behind the scenes here. We don't have favorites, but if we did have favorites, Augustus is probably mine. <laughs> oh, I love him. I love him so much. I would like to think she thinks that we're best friends, but she's a giraffe. Anything else to say, or can we keep going? <laughs> Welcome to a place. Our guests got to come and see an hours-old gorilla. That's the kind of thing that's going to make people want to do something for these animals in the wild. We're wonder. He's humongous. Hey, buddy. You look so good up there. Meets the wild. That was awesome. People are going to have a one-of-a-kind experience that they'll never get ever again in their lifetime. <laughs> National Geographic's Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, narrated by me, Josh Gad. 
only on Disney+. Plus. So yes, we're going to get a nice behind-the-scenes look at the Animal Kingdom. And this is partnering in, of course, with National Geographic because, you know, animals. National Geographic, of course, has a good legacy of that, as well as does Disney because, you know, Walt was big into conservation. So this looks really, you know, I, this being a series, this should be fun. We get a nice inside look of how the workings of Animal Kingdom and taking care of the animals and learning some conservation because, you know, the more you interact or see uh, animals, the more you will learn to appreciate and love them and want to protect them, make sure that uh, we're not wiping them out because we're humans and we're, we're, or sometimes we're kind of dumb about this sort of thing. and <laughs> We don't we don't look at the effects that we have sometimes. But, you know, learning to appreciate the, uh, what what is on is this earth and respect it is a great thing. And it looks to be a lot of fun, a little, you know, a little bit of humor because, you know, animals naturally do just fun things. So this should be a lot of fun. And I'm hoping that after this is done, it would be nice actually to get more I mean, we've gotten a little bit some behind-the-scenes stuff on some of the parks, but I'd like maybe some more focused little series on each of the parks, maybe. You know, that would be interesting. So maybe if this goes well, maybe, I don't know if that might be in the works, but I would actually kind of like that. I think that would be kind of neat, but I'm looking forward to this. I think my wife will really enjoy it. She doesn't know what's happening. I'm going to tell her about it. I might surprise her with it here on the 25th when this releases and sit there and uh, watch some of this because I think she's really going to enjoy it because, of course, she's a biology teacher and loves animals like I do. Okay, but I think I've covered everything that is coming to Disney Plus at this point. Magic, both beautiful and powerful, binds together our long history. That common bond we share is the legacy of Hogwarts. Now it is time to add your own story to these hallowed halls and quite possibly shape the future of the wizarding world. Every corridor, every portrait, every stone in this castle tells the story of witches and wizards who came before. Here you will meet lifelong friends and grow into your own magical abilities in the classrooms of the world's most talented professors. And while your journey begins at Hogwarts, Brewing potions, taming fantastic beasts, and mastering spells. There is a larger world beyond these walls. A world filled with dangers you can't yet imagine. An ancient knowledge long gone from this world. strange and mysterious talent you possess may be the key to unlocking this dormant power. Your potential is limitless. But what form will it take? The journey ahead will reveal what you stand for. The choices you make now will define the legacy of Hogwarts. So now, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to turn a corner and dive into some games that have, have, have been announced just recently through some announcements trailer. And one I want to get into is Portkey Games is releasing Hogwarts Legacy, and they're working with Avalanche. Now, Many of you who played Disney Infinity should remember Avalanche as being a developer behind the Disney Infinity series, which, yeah, sure, there was some bugs and some glitches that popped up in that game, and I have seen some people concerned about that because, you know, with Disney Infinity, just, you know, it didn't, it didn't make the money, I guess they expected it to, and that being shut down, there's people like, wait a minute, you know, we, we, we have bad memories from Avalanche, but 
they made a very fun game. Disney Infinity was a lot of fun, and so I'm confident that they're going to make something fun. And this also means that our old buddy Adrian Ropp, who did like storyboards and things for uh, Disney Infinity, uh, you will have heard him previously on this podcast. We had him come up for a uh, convention. And he's also, you know, a good best friend of Lost Boy Eric, which I know we haven't had him on the show. I, with me, with my crazy schedule, I haven't really been able to feel like I could coordinate with him very well. So he can't talk about the work on this, okay? But when he gets a chance to talk, we'll see if we can get a chance to talk to him. Right now, the only thing that we can discuss is what has been released, which is exactly what I'm going to dive into. So there are some, you know, there's Wizarding World, which has been a collaboration in this. Of course, Wizarding World, you know, that's where not only just the parks, but this is kind of where they're handling all games and stuff like that. And basically, this is an immersive RPG and takes place in the 1800s around the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry and within the Wizarding World. And uh, this is basically saying you get to live the unwritten because this is all before anything that we're familiar with. There's no Voldemort or anything like that. This, you know, it's it's free play type of area. And apparently this is free roaming, you know, an open world. So you're going to go to the Forbidden Forest, you go to Hogsmeade, and who knows how far we'll be able to wander and how far we'll be able to go with a character that I figure you're going to get to create this character in the beginning and grow and develop new skills. As you're going through Hogwarts, you're going to get new spells and new abilities as you go. There's so much that this has the potential to be. Uh, so this is very, very exciting for me. I think this is great. And uh, John Blackburn, who's the studio general manager in Avalanche, says Hogwarts Legacy is so special because it allows players to immerse themselves in a new narrative that is filled with complex characters and, of course, magic. I am super excited. I think this will become a nice uh, obsession for me. Uh, they do have an official Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel that you can keep an eye on this, and I'm definitely keeping an eye on their YouTube channel because I do want to see more. They have released a frequently asked questions, and uh, you know, basically, people <laughs> those questions I feel like they answered in the other one, but uh, basically, you know, what kind of game it is, and it's an immersive open world action role playing game. Who's publishing it? And that's Warner Brothers Games. Of course, will be doing the publishing, being developed over there at Avalanche. Will be released in 2021 on the PS5, uh, Xbox, a lot of the systems, but mainly it's going to be this next generation on there. Uh, you might, you know, there's a lot of things coming out. I know for the PS5 that are also be on PS4. This will probably be there. Uh, I made the mistake actually of closing one of my windows that I had it up there, where I had a listing of everything it was going to be on. But yeah, oh, here's the list. Here we go. But yeah, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro, of course, and Xbox One family devices, including the Series X and with the One X, and of course, also on PC. Now, I don't know if there's anything about any online content that might be on here, like, you know, being able to play on PC. I, because I think I've probably said on this show, I always thought it'd be fun to have like an MMRPG where you could go to Hogwarts. Because, you know, all the massive role playing games, you start out in an area and you get to. You know, grow and work your character up. You know what I mean? You grow and develop and become like usually like a level 10 or something in a, in a certain area that you're kept in, and then you're released onto the main world. And I always thought it would be kind of fun if we had a game where you would spend your, your beginning levels at Hogwarts, but then you get to roam the like a big open wizarding world to play the main parts of the game. I always thought that would be a lot of fun. And uh, I saw an online component like that. I would be thrilled, but I don't see anything about that really happening. I don't know if there's going to be an online component, but this will be a lot of fun because this does give the opportunity to kind of roam around the Wizarding World. Uh, J.K. Rowling is not directly involved in the creation of the game. However, of course, her body of writing will be the foundation that the Wizarding World projects are based around. This is not a new story that she has written uh, because, of course, she would be keeping in canon. And this is not really going to be canon because... Every player is going to do things differently, and you're going to create a different player, be they a Ravenclaw or even a Slytherin, however they are, you know. Uh, so how does this fit in the Wizarding World? It says, Port King games are not direct adaptations of the books or films. Games are rooted in the universe and true to the original work, but they're able to make new territory. Uh, yes, there is an original story. It is single player, 
I still don't see anything about any online play. I really would like to have some online play. But uh, it says the story has players experiencing life as a student at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry like never before. And you get to embark on a dangerous journey to uncover a hidden truth. So you, of course, you get to get magical abilities and skills uh, and how you're going to play. Now, that's an interesting question. So you're going to grow your character's abilities as they master powerful spells, hone combat skills, and select companions to help face them off against deadly enemies. You're going to have missions and scenarios that pose difficult choices and determine what they stand for. Now, normally in an open world game, what I would also expect is you'd have a main quest with story quests, and then you can have all these side quests to go on. I expect that's what they're going to do. Because, like in Skyrim, there were certain uh, companions you could have join with you after you've done like a certain quest for that character and became friends with that character. I expect we might have something like that. So, you also, though, you do get to choose your Hogwarts house. They're going to release more details about that later. You will not see any characters from, like, Ron and Hermione, just in case you didn't realize it's 1800s. A lot of these, uh, they're pretty obvious frequent asked questions. I don't know why they're calling it frequently asked because nobody was asking questions at the time when this was put out. Nobody knew this was coming. But when I look at a lot of these questions, they're, they're pretty much, duh, you already told us that. So, and of course, you know, the, they were, they were big to say that JK Rowling not being involved because there are people out there trying to cancel JK Rowling. And that's as far as I'm going to get on that one. It's to me a bit silly, but yes, it is happening. You all know the target, Shiva's dominant, and only the dominant. How do we even know the girl will be among us? Our kind do not question orders, we follow them. Sergeant, they've summoned their icon. Icon? That thing's a bloody mountain. Our foe will not relinquish their mother crystal easily. This will be a bitter fight. You should not be out of doors. We have discussed this. Come, Joshua. Your father will be expecting us. I am Joshua's shield. I'm sworn to protect him. What do you mean you refuse? Did you not pledge your sword to our cause? Does it matter? It was the Dalmex who drove back the Crusaders in the Battle of the Twin Realms, was it not? Without the blessing of the Mother Crystal, we cannot defend our realm from the spread of the Blight.
last thing I do. Now, many of you will know, especially if you've watched our YouTube channel, and I don't think I've posted every video I could yet, but I really enjoyed the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I, I've mentioned many times I didn't like the original Final Fantasy games. Uh, I'm not big on the turn-based combat like that, and also random encounters. I did, however, go back and play the original Final Fantasy VII with some of the mods that are available on the PlayStation. They did set it up to where you could... Uh, have your limit breaks at all times, and you could heal your characters up. So if you just wanted to go and play the story real quick, you could. And that's what I did. So I did play through it real quick. So I just played the story on that one. But, I mean, as much as I've enjoyed, like, the stories, Final Fantasy has been uh, a great series. Uh, I'm not really into a lot of the gameplay style. But 7, the way that played was fantastic. And I've heard 15 is quite similar. So I do own a copy of Final Fantasy 15, and I'm going to get a chance to sit and play it eventually. I have a long list of games I'm trying to play. Right now I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn and enjoying it. It's pretty good. Uh, plus there was some uh, extra content for Batman Arkham Knight that I had never played. So I'm playing with that. So, But with my newfound love of some of the style that Final Fantasy VII, how the gameplay and the combat worked, uh, I just found out Final Fantasy XVI was announced. And it's going to have a similar combat style from looking at that video. And uh, so the producer... Uh, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, uh, Naoki Yoshida. Uh, and basically, he's got a thing on the Square Enix games for North America, talking about the game, showing the trailer that you just heard. This is going to be released in 2021. And from the look of this, this is getting back to the roots of, of a fantasy. It's It seems to be like that European, you know, medieval world that it's in. And this is exclusive to the PlayStation 5. So all you Xbox owners, if you're Final Fantasy fans, you might want to go buy yourself a PlayStation 5. I'm just saying. Uh, because special for Final Fantasy 7 Remake was fantastic, which I guess I already mentioned. So they've poured their hearts and soul in this project, as they say. They're not really revealing a whole lot about this. They're not saying a whole lot, but it's being produced, as I mentioned, Naoki Yoshida, who did Final Fantasy 15 and Dragon Quest X. And it's being directed by Horisha Takai of Final Fantasy XIV and The Last Remnant. And so this, the artwork, we have like, looks like an Ifrit and a Phoenix kind of battling. And this, it seems that we might see a lot more, uh, the summons that you have in a Final Fantasy game might be more important than ever. And it seems like they refer to them as icons in this world. Uh, the Final Fantasy games... The only real connectivity that I've been aware of is the, some of the summoned things that you can have are so it's in creatures like Shiva. We see Shiva coming back. Uh, and you also have chocobos usually in every one. I mean, so there's stuff that is common to all of them, but it, oh, it's like each one is in a different world. So it's its own own different location. And so it has a different world and different things happening. So they can start fresh with a new story. But they're always intriguing stories with usually really good characters. And so this was kind of a, just a little tease of what's going on. And I, myself, I got to say, I'm super excited. Let's take a ride at a Disney park. Let's take a ride right now. Oh, oh. <laughs>
eaten eggs inside the boat. And watch your children. And remember, no flash pictures. Now off with you. Bienvenidos, marineros. Brazos y punta. Firmanes consentados con las manos, brazos, pies y piernas dentro del barco. Y cuiden a los niños.
for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 